this is Clayton Collins, the publisher and CEO at Housing Wire. And thank you very much for joining us for today's edition of the Housing Wire podcast, a, a weekly podcast where we talk about what's happening in the news and invite a special guest from the industry to help share some perspective on how that news is impacting uh, their, their daily life and their lending institution. Today, we are honored to be joined by Alan Stoltenberg, the Chief Lending Officer at Cobalt Credit Union. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Clayton. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, we're, we're thrilled to talk with you today. And uh, before we get started, I want to give a, a special thank you to our sponsor, Blend. Uh, Blend is a digital mortgage platform that streamlines a loan process with an efficient and secure and transparent customer experience. Blend powers both industry-leading teams at some of the nation's largest lenders, as well as regionally focused credit unions and community banks. With over a billion dollars in loans processed daily, every Blend partnership is benchmarked on delivering a truly exceptional customer experience. To learn more about Blend, visit Blend.com. Now, Alan, I, uh, I'm particularly excited to, to speak to you this week. We've had so much happening in the mortgage industry and, and so many stories revolving around uh, declining interest rates and how that's impacting uh, pending home sales. And I really want to get into a few of the articles that um, our team has covered this week. But before we do that, I'd love to just hear, hear some more about your story, your personal story, as well as uh, Cobalt Credit Union. Yeah, perfect. I tell you, um, I've been involved in home sales and home lending for a majority of my professional career. And honestly, Clayton, there's there's nothing, you know, nothing more rewarding than than helping a family uh, be able to become homeowners. Uh, you know, it sounds cliche to say, but, you know, honestly, it is part of the American dream and uh, so many, so many good stories that I could tell. But my background uh, was in banking and then I became a more uh, real estate broker and I sold real estate for five years. And then I was fortunate enough to uh, land this position here at Cobalt Credit Union, which is formerly SAC Federal Credit Union. And I was hired into our mortgage division and we created a commercial lending team as well and uh, recently have expanded our mortgage group. So it's been a great ride over the last 22 years, uh, 17 of it here at Cobalt Credit Union. That's really cool. So, so you were in real estate sales. So you were, so you were an agent before becoming a mortgage lender. Yeah, I was a, I was a real estate broker licensed in the state of Nebraska and I was part owner in a real estate company in Wayne, Nebraska, which is Northeast of the Omaha Metro area. And it was a more rural community. And uh, our family was younger, our children were younger at the time, and it was a great place to uh, raise our children. Uh, but I'm from the Omaha area, and at 17 years ago, we moved back and again, uh, got the position here at then Sac Federal Credit Union, which is now COBOL. So what? So when you were selling real estate and kind of working with homeowners, prospective homeowners on the other side of the transaction, what was your relationship like with the, your lending partners and 
And, uh, and how has that kind of Im impacted how you do business today? Oh, great question. I mean, the, the mortgage process is very relational. Uh, I mean, you typically have two agents involved. You have an agent representing the seller, an agent representing the buyer. Uh, you, of course, have your, your seller of the property. You have your potential buyer of the property. And then, honestly, most people can't just pay cash for a house, so there's a lender that's going to be involved, and that's another relationship, uh, as well as appraisers, title companies. So if you're not a collaborative individual and you don't like working with people and, and resolving potential conflicts and uh, making things, you know, having a heart for making things work out on all sides of the equation, then it's probably the wrong career choice. But yeah, I, I have a unique perspective now as a lender because I understand how important it is for the sale itself to be consummated. All right, interesting. So how do you, at Cobalt now, do you have any kind of particular focus on, on working with, with real estate partners or like or what's your, kind of your, your main origination channels for your, for your originators? Well, uh, the credit union has a membership of over a hundred thousand uh, members. So, honestly, a lot of our home mortgages come from our membership base. They trust the credit union. They feel comfortable with the advice they receive from the credit union, and so that's a nice, nice transition when someone's looking for a home. But outside of our own membership, we uh, have relationships with real estate offices and realtors in the community. Um, a couple years ago, we entered into a business relationship with NP Dodge Real Estate, which is the oldest real estate company in the Omaha metro area. It's family owned. And their mission and love for the community really mirrors our credit union mission. So it's been a, a great partnership and uh, we help help them out when our members are needing a realtor and they help us out when their buyers and sellers need a preferred lender. And I uh, was kind of doing some some digging in the the history of Cobalt, and it seems like you guys have uh, kind of some roots around the the military community. Does do those does does that focus and kind of relationship still hold today? Yeah, Clayton, it really does. Um, the credit union began in 1946. And uh, we were a military-affiliated credit union. Um, SAC Federal Credit Union actually formed at Andrew, Andrews Field in Maryland, but uh, soon then opened a branch here at Offutt Air Force Base in Bellevue, Nebraska, which is right outside of Omaha. And at the time, the Strategic Air Command was at Offutt. Uh, today, it, it Offit uh, is home of the 55th Wing and uh, the United States Strategic Command, STRATCOM, 
And the credit union became a community credit union in the 80s, which means you did not have to be a member of the military to join and become a member. Uh, part of the reason for our name change was to just send that message a little louder and clearer that we wanted to provide services to everyone. But we do have a heart for our military families. Uh, the credit union began a foundation, the SAC Foundation, a couple years ago. And the mission of the foundation is to support our military families and bring financial literacy to the communities we serve. But a lot of our loan products focus around the military and probably about 50% of the loans we do are VA loans, Veterans Administration guaranteed loans for, for our active and retired military. Interesting. So, sorry, what, what percent was that? Uh, we run roughly 50%, 50% of our loans are conventional financing and about 50% of our loans are VA guaranteed loans. Okay. That might be higher than some lenders, but because of the community that we serve and our proximity to off at Air Force Base, uh, you know, that gives us kind of that higher ratio of those VA loans. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very high percent VA, but uh, it, ma it makes a lot of sense with the your roots and the, and the community that you're in. Um, I know, kind of like looking back over the last few months in news, there there's been some uh, there's been some headlines of some kind of VA lenders that aren't all completely on the up and up and and haven't had a focus on educating the consumer. So I thought it was really interesting when when you kind of had had mentioned that. Uh, member education and uh, financial literacy is a big part of your focus. Um, what, uh, what do you, can you share with the other lenders that are, are listening to this podcast today, like what you're doing at, at Cobalt that really helps your membership with their financial literacy and helps them make more informed homeownership decisions, what, whether they're buying or, or, or refinancing or, or choosing to, to rent since we know that the, uh, know that the the lifestyle um, and relocation demands of military is, is different than uh, it is for a lot of other um, U.S. citizens. Yeah, Clayton, I'm, I'm honestly really glad you brought that up because there's obviously we're, we're in the business to make loans, but the credit union mission goes so far beyond that. Uh, we are all about education and uh, helping our members really understand and be able to uh, trust the process. It can be very frightening, if you will, entering into a transaction that, and oftentimes it's the largest financial transaction in someone's life. So the credit union does a lot of outreach things to uh, make sure that our members understand the home ownership process. We do um, training and briefings at Offutt Air Force Base for the young military. And we talk to them about setting up your credit for the future. Uh, what can you do to make sure that your credit score is progressing and that your your credit obligations are being met so when the time comes 
that you want to be qualified for a for home ownership, you're not going to meet any surprises. Uh, we talk about building credit. We talk about repairing credit. We talk about budgeting. We talk about understanding uh, that more goes into your mortgage payment than the principal and interest. There's there are escrows. There's responsibilities for insurance and payment of real estate taxes. Uh, we do partner with our real estate agents in the community and our title companies and and our wealth management people and attorneys and we do uh, seminars and have first-time home buyer sessions where people can learn the process ask questions we encourage even our own members to seek advice from multiple lenders before they choose the lender that they're the most comfortable with so so yeah so we're in the process right now of, of ramping up for our, our second annual uh, Engage.Marketing conference, um, which is a conference entirely focused on loan origination marketing. We have a whole super session around, that's called, it's called kind of a funny name, it's called Killing It With Content. But uh, the, what you're talking about with financial literacy and uh, teaching first-time home buyers, like the, the true cost of ownership, that's, that's some of like the best, it might not feel like content marketing, but it's some of like the most effective content marketing that we're hearing lenders are using kind of nationally that has the kind of the, the dual prong impact of, of helping your institution build, build loyalty uh, and the respect of your current membership and prospective members, um, but also doing what's right for those people. So you're, you're, it's like it's two, two really important objectives at the same time, helping you grow your origination volume by informing your membership and helping them make better decisions. So I think it's a, uh, a really kind of a cool approach um, and one that is, is necessary to, um, to you know, do what's right for the homeowner. Yeah, that's a great that's a great comment, Clayton. Because you know, and and, and th no disrespect intended for anyone in in the marketplace, but but if I'm a mortgage broker and and uh, everything's about a quota, as long as I can get that borrower qualified for that home and I can sell that mortgage into the secondary market, I'm happy. But what I the phrase I use when I'm sitting down talking face to face with someone is, yes, on paper, you may qualify for this home. However, would you like to be able to order a pizza once a week and have it delivered to your house and not worry how you're going to be paying for it? So oftentimes someone can qualify on paper for a home in a price range or a payment at an amount that they really don't want to afford, even though on paper it says they can. So we, you know, we make sure that if, if someone isn't ready for home ownership, that we're not pushing them into it just to fulfill a quota. So 
on, on that subject and, and tying this back to, to some of the, the headlines that I referenced earlier, um, last week, one of our reporters, Alcina Lloyd, who, who also happens to be the producer on this podcast, so, so thank you, Alcina, um, covered a, t- two stories that I think are really, really important and relevant right now. Um, one was a, on, on data from the National Association of Realtors that, that stated that despite uh, despite um, declining rates, pending home sales fell last month. And, and the article um, kind of pointed to uh, some affordability and, um, and how that impacted uh, certain markets in the U.S. I'm curious on, on, on two fronts here. What, are you seeing this same national trend in, in your market in Nebraska? And if so, what, what are you doing with that information and, and how are you using it to um, – to, to grow the, continue growing your origination volume at Cobalt? Um, yeah, right now, the market that we are in, the, the Omaha, Douglas County, Sarpy County, we're just right on the border of Iowa, which crosses over to Pottawatomie County with Council Bluffs, Iowa. And um, then we have the rural communities that surround our metro. What we're experiencing right now is lower pending home sales than the last year. But the reason for that appears to be a lack of inventory on the market. Uh, We're finding from the agents that we work with, uh, the real estate companies, that the moderately priced homes in the in our community, moderately priced, meaning $150,000 to $250,000, there is a shortage of inventory and a surplus of potential buyers. As the prices continue to move up, uh, we have less and less buyers in the market. Um, This phenomenon is driving prices up fairly rapidly. So a couple things can happen. Number one, we're having competition at the point of sale. There are multiple buyers showing up to a property as soon as it is listed and multiple competing offers being presented within days of a listing in these price ranges. So a couple things we're doing to help our members is number one, back to the education piece. We need our borrowers to be highly educated and to be fully pre-approved, pre-qualified for the mortgage before they end up negotiating because these properties are going very quickly. And again, there's competition with with other competing purchase agreements and if a buyer see or a seller sees that one buyer is fully pre-qualified, pre-approved with a lender, has a relationship with a lender, uh, appears to know what's going on, that offer may have precedence over one that's even a higher dollar amount just because the seller feels more comfortable that it's actually going to come to fruition. So that's one way we can help our borrowers. Um, You're correct in that 
earlier this year, everyone thought the advantageous low interest rates were going to start going away. Um, the Fed increased rates a couple times, and it was like, okay, we're, you know, the party's over. Things are things are going to get get higher, and it's gonna it's gonna um, make the loan payments too much for people, and so we better act quickly. Well, you know, rates have started to stabilize and come down a little bit now, so it's still an incredible time to become a homeowner from an economic standpoint because rates are, are very advantageous to the buyer. Uh, look, I was looking back at, at Cobalt's kind of home deal reporting and, and saw that kind of historically you guys have really high percent of origination volume um, from purchase with, but with rates, I think last week, uh, Freddie um, reported a national 30 year average was, was 3.99. So officially below that, that 4% benchmark. Um, are you or your loan originators seeing a, seeing a refi opportunity right now or, or focusing their efforts there since they're, they're kind of inventory constrained in the purchase market? Well, not, not in a huge way. I'll tell you, we went through so many cycles of refinancing over the last, say, six years that as rates came down, every, every percentage point rates came down, we'd have a, we'd have a new uh, volume of refinances. And honestly, we had members that refinanced with us three different times during the falling rate environment. Um, Right now, it is still fairly, ad, you know, most people's mortgages are, are still fairly in tune with the market now, and there's not a huge benefit from a refinance unless someone needs cash out for another purpose. And as rates start going up, it opens up the door for home equity lines of credit and home equity loans because a consumer doesn't want to refinance their low interest rate first mortgage. But as rates remain low, sometimes it can be more advantageous. If I need twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for another purpose, for a home improvement, whatever, just go ahead and refinance my whole mortgage because I'm still getting a really good rate. Um, again, as rates start going up again, I think we'll see that home equity and second mortgage market increase. Interesting. So kind of coming back to the, the competitive environment that you're seeing with constrained inventory for, for the, the first time home buyers who are getting caught in those uh, competitive scenarios and, and might choose not to want to not want to kind of bid up on properties or pay, pay more than they can afford what decisions are you seeing those prospective first-time homeowners make are they are they going further out into the the exurbs and, and getting further away from their jobs or the or the base or um are they are they choosing to rent or, or what's the option you're you're seeing those homeowners make that just that can't find affordable inventory yeah, probably probably a little bit all of the above, but I would think predominantly what we're seeing is young families, young couples, or young single people just postponing homeownership a little bit. Um, 
it seems like uh, the current younger generation uh, remains a little mobile than the generation I am in. Um, and we see that with uh, length of time on jobs and, and the movement between jobs to move up in your career. So for you know, kind of both of those reasons together, the difficulty in getting affordable housing because of the inventory, the, the cost being pushed up, as you just mentioned, Clayton, and also, again, the fact that, that this generation is willing to be more mobile. I think some just make the choice to postpone homeownership and yes, yes, rent, uh, our real rental real estate market and commercial, uh, residential commercial construction uh, climate is very active here. Because of that reason, people are wanting to live, work, and play kind of in in small sub communities where there's multi-use uh, apartments that have retail, residential, and all mixed in the same buildings or the same communities. Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. Well, Alan, I really appreciate your time today. But before we run, uh, I have one more question for you. So, so I happen to know from our, our previous conversation that you have not one but two children who are our coaches, uh, sports coaches. That's that's pretty cool. Um, so you must be a pretty good coach yourself. What are you, what are you doing at Cobalt to, to coach your originators and, and, and credit union staff to, to be more impactful um, advisors to membership or, or more impactful originators? I, I, there's got to be some coaching skill here if you had two kids become sports coaches. Well, yeah. Um, I was not a sports coach, let me tell you that. So I'm not taking, I'm not taking any of the any of the credit for that with my children. But with that analogy though, Clayton, it's this whole process, as I mentioned before, and you know, kind of bring it full circle here. It's, it's such a team approach. I mean, there is such a team environment needed from all fronts. Uh, we try in our credit union to all work for the same goal. To win the game, if you want to talk about uh, a sports analogy, but to win the game for us is the closing. When our member gets the home and, and gets to move in, that's the win. In some shops that we see in our market, because we'll hire a mortgage originator that maybe works somewhere else, and there was conflict between the front office and the back office, the sales team and the underwriting. And if anything that I try day in and day out is to keep that team approach going, we all have different roles in the process, but we're all working toward the same thing, making things work out for our members. That's awesome. I, uh, I love that analogy. The team approach uh, is critical, not just in mortgage lending, um, but even in media where, where we operate and, and every other industry out there. So thank you for, for sharing that, Alan. Um, well, before we, before we call it a day on this edition of the Housing Wire podcast, a, a special thank you to our producer, Alcina Lloyd, and our sponsor, Blend. Uh, but most importantly, thank you to our Housing Wire audience for listening today. 
please rate us on iTunes so more of your fellow housing professionals can uh, discover this podcast and we can continue sharing knowledge from amazing lending leaders like Alan from Cobalt Credit Union. Uh, thank you very much and hope everybody has a good day.